Hello and welcome in. I'm Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst for Inside Nebraska. I am joined by staff writer for Inside Nebraska, Steve Mark, and we are live from Big Ten Media Days here in Indianapolis. It's been a day. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> been, been pretty day. hectic. Yeah, it's, uh, for my, it's my first Big Ten Media Days. Um, first of all, Lucas Oil Stadium. It's gorgeous here. This field is awesome. Uh, it'd be awesome to watch a, a football game here, but yeah. Um, pretty eventful, I guess. Uh, start to the media days with Nebraska kicking things off before the commissioner even talked. Yeah, that was that kind of threw everything for a loop, right? We're yeah. quite used to a team going ahead of the commissioner, uh, but Nebraska did have to kind of get in and out to be able to get back for fan day, so they could see all of you uh, that are going to be down at Memorial Stadium later on today, um, which feels like a world of way away with yeah. us being out here at Indy. Uh, but Nebraska's contingent that was here, um, Travis Volkolek, Garrett Nelson, Clinton Newsom, and obviously. Scott Frost will make it back in time uh, for fan day. So I guess we'll start here, though, with what the action that we did see, Steve. I guess what was the, the biggest takeaway you had uh, from what you saw and heard today? Yeah, so two things, really. The first thing, I think Casey Thompson, uh, Scott came out and, and directly said Casey Thompson will be the quarterback that's taking the first uh, snaps with the first team offense um, when they start fall camp, which is tomorrow, by the way, on Wednesday. So <laughs> yeah. that's another thing they needed to get back to Lincoln for. Um, but yeah, so that was that was a pretty pretty big thing I think for Scott to actually come out and say that yeah, Casey Thompson will probably be uh, the quarterback that gets the first snaps. Then the second thing was um, just the the dynamic between him and his first year offensive coordinator Mark Whipple from Pitt. Um, they they were talking about you know the play calling duties and how that's going to shape out. Um, Scott didn't really say who was going to be calling um, the plays, but he did say that you know he was sad that you know the the offense Offense isn't going to be his baby basically now <laughs> right. because uh, the Whipple's coming in and he's you know uh, he's been around the block he's got 40 plus years of coaching experience um, he knows a thing or two about offense also and so is this going to be completely Mark Whipple's offense at Nebraska is it going to be you know is Scott going to be calling the plays he didn't answer that but I think it was really interesting just to hear him talk about you know the dynamic and he said that it was going to be a collaborative effort which you know kind of you know, going into um, this season, the narrative out there was, you know, is Scott going to take a step back and be this more of a CEO type um, head coach where he's not just focused on one side of the ball. You know, he's he's with the offense, he's with the defense, he's with the special teams, and he's doing other head coach type stuff like meeting with boosters and, and you know, checking out the weight room and, and talking with the players and getting to know them more. So that was uh, basically the two big things that kind of caught my ear today. Yeah, I think that the, the storyline of, I've, I've termed it a couple of times already both on social media and on our insider board that Scott Frost threw cold water on the notion that he is eager I guess to step into that CEO yeah. role he, he he said explicitly he is not about to be a figurehead at Nebraska he's going to have his hands in everything mm -hmm. um and so I don't know. It, it's, I think already the reaction that we're seeing is that the fan base is a little bit split on that, I would say. Mm -hmm. There is a camp that is saying, hey, I don't want him to go full CEO, but he does need to let the guys that he hired do the jobs that he hired them for, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's more than fair. Um, you don't make a guy, Mark Whipple, the highest paid offensive coordinator yep. in the history of the program to, come, to bring him here and then say, well, it's going to be a collaborative effort. And then we'll see, I guess, on who's calling yeah. the actual plays. And you and I were talking about this before beforehand, you know, really where the rubber meets the road is if it's third and three in that Northwestern game yep. in Ireland and there's a play to be made, who's going to make that call? Because before today, we would have all said, okay, Whipple's making
making that yeah. call because mm -hmm. it's his it's his offense yep. that he's brought here to do. After today, I'm not so sure who's going to be making that call. And so yeah. I, that's going to be really interesting because I think that now a, a big storyline that's come to focus is, is, is Scott Frost going to be able to step back and relent a little bit of that control to allow these new voices to take shape and really put their stamp on the program to hopefully, hopefully propel the team to better success. Like, I think that this has now become a huge storyline, uh, either intentionally or not. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that for sure. And, and one thing where my mind kind of wanders, and I don't know if it should take this direction, but what if Scott and Whipple are on the same page, they, they understand who is going to be calling the plays, and Scott's just going to come here to Big Time Media Days and, and kind of put that out there like, yeah, it's it's collaborative and, you know, I'm not going to say who's going to be calling the plays and just to, you know, make any Big Ten defenses listening to me right now, not really like, no, um, that that's that's maybe a tinfoil hat moment for me right now. But um, I just I just think, you know, uh, Scott said that he want, wants to keep a lot of things close to the vest this season. It's a really important um, season for him in his fifth year. He needs to get off to a really good start. He has the schedule to do that through the first six games. It's a very winnable stretch there. Um, but, boy, there's a lot of questions on the offense right now. And um, it, it's just going to be really, really fun and interesting to watch to see how this offense progresses, who ends up winning the quarterback uh, job, who's who's getting the bulk of the reps at running back, who the interior three um, offensive linemen are with the center and the two guard and the two guards next can to them. Can Bryce so, Benhart hold down can, the right tackle? Can Bryce Benhart, is, is Donovan Riola really making a, an impression and impact on uh, Bryce Benhart, like Scott said? So, um, yeah, it's it's a heck of a time right now, and I can't wait for actual football to, to start so you can stop talking about it and yeah, actually watch we're, it. We're in talking season, man. Yeah, that's I that's guess. what it is. Yeah. But I guess at the, but at the same time, are we going to – We're not. Gonna, I don't know that we're going to know as much as we maybe hope to know through fall camp. Yeah. Um, because as, as you noted, Scott Frost did also say that he wants to keep that too deep and what's going to happen <laughs> with who's playing where close to the vest as long as humanly possible. I had a good chuckle I, when I, he said You know, I think that. we saw that coming, right? That oh, was, yeah. That was something that we, we kind of knew was going to happen and I think in this case it makes it makes some sense like in previous years not putting up the depth chart and all of that stuff it can irk a lot of people I understand that I think yeah. in this year though I think most people can understand listen you've got you know what four new offensive um, assistants including the mm -hmm. OC and then the special teams coordinator and Bill Bush as well um, you've got some sort of change in the offense whether or not how like wholesale change or not you definitely have a new quarterback we know yeah. that one way or the other there's going to be a new quarterback so you do want to keep something close to the best. And Scott Frost, I found it interesting that he noted that they're now in the position that Illinois was in to kick off the season last year. I don't know if you caught that, yeah. where, you know, he said, you know, last year we were on the other side of this, where the mystery was on that side, hearkening back, you know, to Illinois coming out in a totally different game plan in a couple of different ways. The, um, the, and the old odd and even front. I'm not sure he wanted to bring, should have brought yeah. that one yeah. up, but it came up. Um, but now Nebraska can use that to their advantage, right? Or mm -hmm. its advantage um, moving forward um, but we haven't talked at all about the players the players I yep. thought were very good um, mm -hmm. Volkolak, Newsom um, and Garrett Nelson and one of the things that struck me and I've got a, a story up right now at Inside Nebraska, Nebraska.Rivals.com um, about 
Travis Bokalek stepping outside of his comfort zone to help to lead this team. It's, it's fascinating to me that one, you know, he's been in college football as long as he has. He's 24 years old. Yeah. Um, he said he's the yeah. oldest guy on the team. He's the grandpa of the team. He's seen a lot, but at the same time, he hasn't had to be that true leader because Austin Allen has been here yep. the whole time that he's been here, right? Yep. And so now he's leaning on, you know, still talking to Austin. He said Coach Beck, Coach Beck challenged him to be more of a vocal leader, and he had that kind of aha moment early in spring ball where he's like, man, I'm I'm a veteran guy. These guys will listen to me. So I thought that was interesting along with the fact that he said that in the player-led things that have happened this offseason, the guys are holding each other more accountable and taking more active role in how they're going to progress this season. Um, you know, if a guy's running sprints and they're not touching the line, got four or five guys are stopping the drill now and saying, no, we need to run that over again. I think that stuff's really important when it comes to taking accountability of getting the team over that hump from being just a uh, the best three-win team to now actually winning games and making it to a bowl on the other side um, of the ball on defense at, at the edge spot um, Garrett Nelson um, was his typical um, confident <laughs> you know self being a leader out there saying all the right things like you would expect him to do um, but he said that he really worked on his speed and explosiveness um, coming off that edge this year so I'm really excited um, to see what he brings in 2022 I know after the spring game he, he I'm a big height weight guy so he said that he at six foot three six foot four um, he said that he kind of chiseled up and, and he's, he's up to 250 pounds right now and it's just a, a solid block coming up coming off off the edge of Eric Shenander's defense right now so um, and I think I think you were around when he said that you know somebody mentioned being Big Ten um, Defensive Player of the Year, and he said, "Why not me?" Yeah, like yeah, that was awesome. He's talking about his goals yeah. for the season, I love that. I think that those are you need to have that sort of stuff to, to shoot for. And mm -hmm. I think that he's a guy that, as we've seen his game progress, um, and it's become obviously a great story in person to follow with the team, and he does such a great job representing the team. Yeah. Um, but to see his play continue to match that and elevate, um, and he's going to be helped by a guy like Oshawn Mathis being on the other side, and Caleb Tanner continuing to progress. That won't take away from those goals um, if he's able to reach them. It really, honestly, would only enhance them um, if he's able to see one, more one-on-one -on -one coverage. Um, but sticking with the defense too, Quentin Newsom said something that really kind of interested me too. Is that you and I, and I know that you're big, you're big on Quentin Newsom. I'm a big New Quentin Newsom. <laughs> yeah, and so and he's, he had a really good season last year. Had a snub, I, I would say, kind of on on those watch lists this yeah. year. And he was asked about that and said, "Listen, our, like I, yes, I took that to heart, but we also have to play better as a team to get." on some of those watch lists and have that sort of recognition. And I thought that was the right answer to take. Yes, acknowledge, yeah, I'm a little teed off about that. But we've got a lot more work to do, and we can't be worried about individual awards in the, in the preseason yeah. <laughs> kind of a situation. I like that. Of course, Travis Fisher wants the best for his players, and he wants them to be recognized. But he had to – a little piece of Travis Fisher had to like that Trent Newsom got snubbed just a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I just bet. to get that fire. because to pump his head up too yeah, much. Because what, that, yeah, because what, what did Travis Fisher say during the spring about Quentin Newsom? The things that he needs to work about work on the most is just like getting getting that dog inside of him, getting it come out, lighting that fire, being more physical in the run game, which he was last year. He was like fourth, fourth or fifth, um, tied for fourth or fifth on the on the defense and tackles. So he did well, sticking his nose and sticking his nose in there as a new guy back there. But uh, um, yeah. 
anything that you can do to, to put that chip on your shoulder and, and light a fire under you and play a little bit harder, by all means do it. And, and maybe Quentin Newsom being snubbed for on some of these award um, watch lists, maybe that turns out to be a good thing for Quentin. But boy, at six foot one and 185, 180 pounds, Quentin Newsom is a long athletic cornerback who can stick to some Big Ten um, receivers. And, you know, NFL scouts teams has, have to like the potential that he has. And, you know, at Nebraska, one of the better defensive uh, back um, position coaches in Travis Fisher, you got to like where Crit Newsom is headed and kind of taking over that number one corner spot that Cam Taylor Britt held so well last year. So, Yeah, absolutely. And now we're, we're going to have a lot more coverage to come um, throughout the week as Nebraska. This is kind of the, the unofficial official mark of this beginning of football season, right? Yeah. Like it's here now. Nebraska kicks off ball camp tomorrow. Um, we'll have more coverage um, coming from Big Ten Media Days as well here on the YouTube channel and on the site Nebraska.Rivals.com. Um, one one thing before we finish, and this is just kind of like not not a serious thing. Behind me right there is the Iowa Hawkeye logo, and this whole video, Kirk Ferentz has been just been right in front of like the fifty yard line oh, right in front of us. I've been looking at Kirk Ferentz okay. this whole video, and I just thought it was all right. There's some sound right there from Big Ten Media Days here at Lucas Oil Stadium. But yeah, Greg, you can take us away now. That I got my Kirk Ferentz um, tidbit out there. That's all right. Kirk Ferentz is over there. We've got the Nebraska thing right here as well. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we've made sure to have both. Oh, I moved and Minnesota was in there as well. But that's going to do it for us. Make sure you subscribe to the to the YouTube channel. Like the video. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, we'll be back with more coverage at Nebraska.Rivals.com. We will catch you guys next time.